Hello and welcome to the second episode of Digital Minds, a podcast series from Siemens discussing all things digital, from how our industries are evolving and creating some incredible opportunities for our people, to how our company's purpose is engaging and empowering our employees, and how our people are disrupting the culture of a 170-year-old company that allows us to adapt and respond in this crazy and rapidly changing world. And I say the words crazy in the context of the current situation that we're faced with, a world where social distancing rather than social interaction is the norm. And the words COVID and coronavirus appear in almost every conversation. My name's Anna Botton and I'm your host for today's episode. And I'll be finding out how the barriers and challenges that we face are actually an opportunity for us to grow. And by growing, we continue to innovate and do some really amazing things. My brilliant guests today will help us get to grips with how feeling empowered and having a growth mindset are the right answers at the right time to accelerate digital transformation. Tom Lister and Chris Knorn are driving forces at Siemens in cultural change and innovation and in my mind, are the most amazing examples of the possibilities that our people have to not only be part of change, but to really be the driving force behind it. Interestingly, both studied psychology and their careers have branched across a whole number of areas in Siemens from IT, consulting, employer branding and people and leadership. But perhaps one of the most interesting is their role in the idea company. The idea company is a think tank within Siemens that operates a bit like an internal startup by encouraging small teams of thinkers and doers that have different skill sets to come together and come up with solutions that solve company wide issues. And I've honestly seen firsthand how it really does inspire from within. So, Tom, Chris, welcome. It's so great to have you with us today. Hi, Anna. Nice to hey. be here. Thank you, Anna. So, Chris, maybe you can start by telling us a bit more about the idea company. Yeah, of course. Um, so, first of all, you called it uh, sort of a think tank. And yes, it's also a think tank. Um, but it's more than that. It's more than an incubator. It's more than innovation management. It's interesting. We had a discussion on that with the branding team when we tried to find a sort of a of a brand um, icon for it. And it, it, exactly those questions came up. Um, what in, what's important to understand is that the idea company is does not formally exist. It, you wouldn't find it in any org chart. Um, it's independently from all the established organization as we have it so far, uh, but still it is there. So it's, it's something unique in its way. Um, important to understand was that it's, that it's fully self-organized. So it's actually orchestrating a group of employees that in a, in a way take ownership for innovation. So um, they usually have a passion to change things or they have identified something that's not running well or they have a problem that's not been solved and no one else would like to address it. So they can apply for idea company. Um, we are organized in different circles and uh, topic related groups. And there we take this to the next level. So the employees volunteer portions of their personal or working time, and then they start working on these projects. What's, make what's making a difference to a lot of other things 
like like a classic like ideation session or or a classic um, uh, think tank is is the outcomes. So we generate um, first of all MVPs, so um, like rough first versions. Then we try to test it with a broader audience, and if we see that it's going to work, we hand it over to a business that can run it then. So we don't take ownership on the long term. We just start the things. Um, we, we go where, where no one else wants to go. Sometimes uh, we put the finger in the wound. And because we are independent, uh, we also have no, you know, we, we don't have um, uh, a sort of, a, uh, how can I phrase that? Uh, we, we are neutral, like Swiss in, in the European Union. So there is no political um, taste for that. So this is actually something that we're really proud of. And, and we managed to generate a lot of good products. This can end up in applications. It can up, end up in, in a change of a process. And this is what it's actually doing. I absolutely love this whole concept. It just feels so different and really refreshing in comparison to how large organizations like Siemens will have operated in the past and, of course, continue to do so in a lot of areas. So I guess this is a huge cultural shift and becomes so much about the mindset of our people. Um, and talking about mindset, you know, our CEO, Roland Bush, and our chief HR officer, Judith Weiss, are discussing the topics of growth mindset um, and empowerment a lot at the moment. So, Tom, perhaps you could talk about how does that really relate to everyday life at Siemens? Yeah, I think that's the, the most important question around the topic, yeah, because what I see is that lots of people talking about growth set uh, or growth mindset, empowerment, what is the concept, what does it mean, but but we reflect way too little on what does it mean for that daily life. Yeah? And I, I want to just start with an example um, that shows that, that we just have so many stupid beliefs within the, the company. Yeah, it, It's like this, this ape metaphor, yeah, where over generations, uh, habits are just passed over, uh, but they're not valid anymore. I was just in a, in a workshop or a, some some weeks ago, and uh, the moderator said there were many leaders in it, and, and the manager said, or the moderator said, "Hey guys, uh, also use leaders. You have to be the role model. You have to be bold. You have to try out these new things." And then one in the round said, "Yeah, but you know what's happening when we do that? We get blamed." We, uh, uh, they're pointed with fingers on us. We get punished for trying out new things. And there's lots of fear in the organization. And I said, hey, guys, to be honest, when was the last time that you tried something and you were punished? Or other way, do you know anyone in the last years who was punished for trying out something? And then there was silence in the room. Because this is the stupid story that is told all the time over and over. But it's not true. Yeah, We can try out new things. We can do new things. Uh, and that's that's the way. We have to get rid of these things. And that, for me, also means growth mindset. Yeah, We have to stop these stupid beliefs uh, that we gathered over the past in a, in a corporate like Siemens. Yes, I absolutely love that example. And how relevant from a discussion that you had only today, Tom. And I guess this is why it's so important that people really do speak up and challenge that old mindset and these old ways of thinking, which is ultimately how we will continue to grow and really change the organization. Yeah, definitely. I mean, another by uh, example I would like to bring is a, a huge innovation festival that we ran two years ago. It was called Futureland. Uh, and we, we did everything different uh, to the way 
Siemens usually does it. We had 250 people sleeping on airbeds in, in an old Siemens building. Uh, instead of having this fancy, shiny catering, uh, we just had a trailer where people could grab a beer and, and that, that's it. Yeah. And uh, the whole festival was built to break beliefs within Siemens. And so many people said, we never thought that something like that could have ever happened within Siemens. Even some external working students that we had to help with the festival when we built up the whole thing, they said, are you really sure that this is Siemens? This is a festival for Siemens? Yeah, we thought you guys are old fashioned. And I think this is the mindset that we, that we have to foster. It is possible. You can do whatever you like within Siemens if there is a good idea behind, if there is a good outcome, and if there is something valid behind your idea. And as long as you have that, you can do whatever you want. And that's also empowerment, that, that we get the chance to do that, that we decide on our own what we want to try out and not the, the organization, our managers tell us what we have to do. And if I may chime into that, Tom, um, you know, the, the other thing is empower, this empowerment also has two sides. The one side is that someone has trust in you, that you do it in the best sense. The other side is that you take ownership for it. Uh, you know, otherwise it wouldn't work. Um, there's a lot of things we are able to do, but then you have to take the responsibility, which means if you outperform, you get the bonus for it. If you mess it up, then you have to take responsibility for it. And that doesn't mean you get punished. It just means you have to learn and you have to get up and you have to see how you can fix it, how you can do it better and, and what is the result out of that for the next time. And I think this is important. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people who, who, who don't dare to do that because it's still the old belief um, that it might have uh, consequences. It will have consequences. Whatever you do has consequences, but they are not negative. And this is the thing we have to overcome. And I think we are on a very good way here. I mean, I'm with the company now for almost 20 years and I've, I've, I, can, I can guarantee uh, we have come very far, especially in the recent years. I totally agree with you, Chris, in how far we've come as an organization. And I really love this whole topic around failing and learning. Ultimately, when we make mistakes and have failures, it's an opportunity for us to learn. I read a really great article this week about learning our way out of a mistake or a problem. And that really is where the magic happens, right? We make a mistake, we learn, we're open and transparent about it, and we move forward. And that really brings to life this whole concept of growth mindset. Yeah, that's a very good thought. And uh, that's what idea company is also about, yeah, about this failing. Uh, we try out new things. We, we, as Chris before mentioned, yeah, we're coming up with new solutions, internal podcast platforms, a couch surfing platform within Siemens and many other things. Well, we just try out, is there a need within Siemens? Yes or no. And it's absolutely clear that not everything is working, yeah? Uh, but it's not business critical topics where we are experimenting with these new ways of working. Nevertheless, there are some, some great outcomes and uh, the, the organization loves the products that, that are then scaled up afterwards. And, and that's the way. Uh, we shouldn't experiment in, in, the, in the areas where we might uh, ramp, uh, crash the whole business, yeah? But there are lots of other opportunities that we have. And it demands the strength then also to acknowledge that something does not work and let go of it, you know, not just keeping it upright because, oh, yeah, my hard blood is in that project and we started it and it must become something that really works. If we see it's not adopted by the company, we just let it be. And, and then, you know, it was worth a try. It could have been something. Obviously, it's not. So let's focus on something new. 
Agree. And and this is where, you know, resilience of our of our people will become more and more important over time, right? Because uh, you have to be have some level of resilience to be able to make those mistakes, but see the the learning and, and have the optimism about what that brings in the end. So, um, so I love this, and I love the way that you're you're really challenging some of these traditional beliefs and mindsets. That let's face it, and let's be really honest. You know, we are um, a company of 170 years old. We are um, known as a traditional engineering and manufacturing company. We are pushing into that digital space. We have to work hard to. To change some of these these mindsets that absolutely do exist still today um, but perhaps you can bring this to life a bit more for us Tom and Chris how can we really translate this into everyday work and what's your view on the effect that this will have on our jobs if we really do get this right yeah I can I can start uh, with a thought on that I mean you know in a large company, and, and we have more than 200,000 people at Siemens AG right now, um, over, over all the careers, you, you know, you see like the company is transforming, we are buying um, new companies, we're integrating companies, and on your job role, you're sometimes being moved left or right, and after a couple of years, all of a sudden, you end up in doing something that you actually never studied or that, that wasn't uh, your idea in the beginning. And this can be very good because all of us, obviously, you did something good and someone has seen that. Um, but still, you have different capabilities. In an old organization that, has that, that does not have that growth mindset and that is strictly bound in hierarchies, then all of a sudden you would stuck with something. If it's good or not, that's relative. Um, but if we do that right, we have a chance to also leverage all the capabilities of the employees. And this is why at IDEA Company, we've been experimenting um, heavily with something that we call the task market. And the task market is something where we try to match skills with uh, job opportunities like an inside gig. So it's something that the people can do uh, in addition to their job. And I think this is the magic. If we can take that further, uh, we can leverage a lot of time and a lot of power and a lot of motivation to people because they all of a sudden can work on projects that they really have passion for in addition to their job that otherwise would have just been lost. I'm giving you an example. If, if we do that right and we have someone who is leading a department and is in the need to stuff an additional project, but due to the limitation of um, human resources and due to the limitation of budget, he would not be able to do it in a certain period of time. So you either have to postpone it to the next fiscal year with new budgets, or he has to just drop it. He could just post that job in the task market. And the task market then would send out a notification to all the people who have signed up in the task market that say, we have a capability or um, uh, we have a, um, a knowledge in a particular field, and we would be interested to, to bring that to life. So all of a sudden, that leader of a department could form a team of volunteers um, and bring this project to life, which otherwise would either go to an agency or, as I said before, would just have been dropped. And to do that, I mean, it's not just building a tool that matches skills and jobs. It's a whole change management system. And I'm not saying that the whole company from day one to tomorrow will just change like that. And that might not even be a desirable vision. But if we only could leverage a certain power of that, I think we would make a tremendous step forward in that. Yeah, and to, to conclude this, as we talked about empowerment in the beginning, 
is there anything more powerful to empower people than giving them the opportunity to decide on which projects they'd like to work on which skill or which skills they would like to 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 raise to increase in what areas they would like to gather new experiences i think this is empowerment in its pure idea and that's that's what we are working on to make this available not only within idea company but throughout the whole organization and even if you would take that to a next step then there is even more in there so imagine you would not only be able to put up you know like a skill that you have already in your cv but maybe a skill that you just have acquired by a new learning program or that you would like to acquire by an upcoming learning program and all of a sudden you would have the opportunity to you know, to, 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 to test your new learnings that you just got in a real project, then all of a sudden you already solve the whole issue of um, uh, training on the job in a, in a total new dimension. Because what's, let's face it, in a lot of large organizations, what's happening is you have a learning hour goal. So you do your training. Um, let's say you do a moderation training because that you think might be of help for you. And you're totally motivated to run the motivation training because you think at one point in time you may bring it to life in a project. But then, because your line organization does not have a project to do that, this will be just remain with you. You can never test it and you cannot train it. So the next time you would have an opportunity might be two years later, you already have forgotten about it. So the training was almost down the drain. So if we could solve that by bringing people directly into a position where they can test what they just learned, more or less in a very short period of time because we have lots of projects coming up in this task market that would also as i said solve the training on the job lesson which a lot of companies are struggling with yeah and i absolutely love this whole concept and if you think about it from a an engagement perspective you know like how rich and diverse people's careers will become if they can take on a project with a country or a region or a business that's far beyond the the reach of their day-to-day -day function it's just an incredible opportunity when you think about scaling that across an organization the size of Siemens across the whole number of industries that we're operating in it's um it's incredible and as you say can absolutely support some of the other learning paths and and, and learning platforms that, that we have in place already. Yeah, it's connecting actually a lot of dots. The other thing is, but at the same time, it also requires a total change in culture because, you know, of course, now the question comes, if you work X percent on a different project, who will then do your PMP in the end of the year? How do the managers that will be leading you um, somehow exchange the knowledge about uh, the quality of your work. Um, how does a workers' council um, react if you would put it like a real inside gig and put like star ratings for the work that you did or all these things that are coming up? And it does not have to be a threat, um, nor should it be uh, something that we would not want to go into because it's tricky. I think it's necessary to do so because I strongly believe that the future of work is going in such a direction. But still, I'm saying. Um, it's more than just building a tool. It's also a change management project. Yes, I totally agree with you. This goes way beyond being about just a tool. It's about all of our people really embracing these new approaches, which, as you say, truly are the future. Um, and from what we've talked about today, I strongly believe that Siemens are in a really great position to embrace this sort of change. 
Well, that was a really fascinating discussion, Chris and Tom. So many core examples of the brilliant work that's happening at Siemens. And I guess, most importantly, some of the brilliant minds that really are working within Siemens, challenging the old beliefs, removing the barriers and making this change happen. And Chris, I have to echo what you said. I mean, I'm not quite at the 20 year mark yet with Siemens. I hope to make it there. But in the past few years, I've personally seen a huge change in our culture. Um, But I'm really genuinely excited to see how our company continues to evolve and even more excited for any listeners out there who want to be part of this journey as well. Of course, an integral part of our future at Siemens is finding the next generation of talent and of disruptors. And that could just be you. If you've been inspired by today's conversation, please take a look at our Digital Minds platform, where we bring together the voices of our people and give insights into careers and life at Siemens. And you can access it by going to siemens.com forward slash careers forward slash digital minds. We look forward to seeing you all soon for our next episode of Digital Minds, where we will be continuing the theme of digital transformation, this time with a spotlight on our digital industries business, where we discuss what it really takes to be an industry leader in the space of industrial automation and digitalization. Tom, Chris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having us, Anna. Thank you. It was a pleasure.